Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Welcome into Nuanez Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching it on TV, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Three days in a row. We might as well call it Rainy in Nuanez this week. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Sports Director, joining me. We got a lot to get to today. First of all, whether it's because of the COVID or just the national uh, the natural cycle of things or whatever it might be, it's been a ton of overturn. In the Big Sky Conference, particularly when it comes to men's and women's basketball and football in terms of head coaches. And so most of the spots have been filled. Um, only one, really, uh, of the coaches have we seen in any sort of real action. That's Cal Poly's Bo Baldwin because they did play four games during the spring before opting out. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and then also share a pretty funny soundbite from New Portland State head coach Jace Coburn. We're also going to uh, welcoming Craig Mettler from the Missoula Sentinel track team for our Garden City Spotlight. It's the middle of track season. It's been a long time for track athletes around the state of Montana. So I think there's some interesting things to talk to Craig about. Obviously, Sentinel's had an outstanding track program with a couple state championships on the girls' side in recent years. And then uh, still the reigning state champions on the boys' side. But it's been a long time since they've had a chance to defend it. So 
Uh, we'll get into that with Craig. It's also a Wednesday, and I know it's a Wednesday today, so that means it's a Wing It Wednesday. So we have a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. So Sean has some trivia questions I'll answer, and we'll give you a dozen wings. Also, Montana State wraps up spring ball this uh, weekend. So top of the hour, Brent Vegan's going to swing by and join us. For the ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls, Coach Vegan gives us a full preview and breakdown of what he wants to see on Saturdays. The Bobcats wrap up their first spring ball of his tenure. And Sean did a great story on the Grizz golf team, so we'll share uh, a little bit of the sound from that and then also just talk a little bit about the adversity that they have had to go through in recent years. If you want to get a hold of us, you can. 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests, join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. You're going to want to remember that number so you can win those wings. That's going to happen here in about 45 minutes or so. If you want to watch anywhere on the uh, internet, the mobile device, your phone, whatever, go to ESPN, uh, 1029ESPN.com, our station website. Click on Listen Live, and uh, there you'll find the stream. What's up, Rain Man? How you living? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, the sun is out. Went golfing this morning. Ooh. You got your salmon shirt on. That's right. This, yeah, I mean, I cannot complain. It's a great Wednesday. Um, got a lot going on. You know, we got uh, day baseball that I'm paying attention to. Yeah, you got you know? po- the pods up there? Yeah, yeah. and unfortunately, Denelson Lamette made his uh, season debut today and left after two innings after he was uh, had elbow issues. So looking, looking like um, he might have Tommy John again. So that's not great, Yuck. you know, but that's okay. Because uh, the sun's out, and I'm happy. We haven't even mentioned this. Padres had a no-hitter. First time, what was that? Maybe. Was it two weeks ago about? Yeah. yeah. Joe Musgrove, San Diego native. Which is, that part of the story is really cool. The fact that he, like, grew up going to Pods games, and he's, like, a big Padres fan, and then he throws. It's the first one in franchise history, right? Ever. Wow. That's amazing. Yep. Yep. That was uh, really incredible. And it, it has been a long time. It's kind of like a running joke because, I mean, they were the last... Major League Baseball team to ever do it. It was over like 8,000-something games. They had never had one. They had like gone to the ninth inning like 20-plus-something times with a no-hitter and never were able to get the job done. And then the San Diego Cape gets it. Pretty cool. What 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 did he uh, do to miss a perfect game? He hit a batter. That's right. Hit by like pitch. In like the fifth inning or something. Oh, man. What a brutal way to lose it. Yeah, so it wasn't even like a walk or something earned. Like It was just like a backdoor slider that like hit someone's foot. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's brutal. But regardless, still pretty cool. All right, let's talk some Big Sky Conference coaches. So here's the rundown of the, uh, we'll call them the quote-unquote revenue sports, uh, with coaching changes over the last, oh, year and a half or so. Uh, the full Big Sky Conference football season last took place 2019. I know there's this truncated spring season, and, and maybe we'll get into a little bit of that as well because the All-Big Sky Awards came out today. The uh, playoff bracket came out over the weekend. I thought, thought Weber State got jobbed. I can't believe that they're number two team in the country. They won, went undefeated in league play, and they didn't get a seed. Um, I know they weren't blowing teams out, and that was one of the arguments against it, but still, I mean, sit, they're sitting here now. They've won 26 out of their last 29 Big Sky Conference games. And they don't get a seed. So, regardless, maybe we'll get to that a little bit. But the last full Big Sky Conference season since then, three coaching changes in the Big Sky. Bo Baldwin, who won a ton of games at Eastern Washington, including a national championship in 2010. He's now at Cal Poly. Brent Vegan is at Montana State. And Coach Vegan, he will join us at the top of the hour here on Nuanez Now. And it remains to be seen what uh, what they look like. I'm excited to see the Bobcat spring game this Saturday in Bozeman, the Sunny Holland Classic. And then Northern Colorado head coach Ed McCaffrey. And... Uh, that's an interesting one because McCaffrey obviously has a big name. He's a great player for the Denver Broncos. Uh, obviously, he's regionally very popular there 
in Colorado. And it was a big splash hire. And he's made a couple big splash recruit uh, recruiting signings, including signing his son, Dylan McCaffrey, who's a former four-star recruit. But other than that, he's almost completely been out of the spotlight because Northern Colorado opted out of the spring season. I've seen hardly any coverage of either spring ball or anything like that. He has, I mean, and I'm not calling him out or anything like that, but I've efforted to get him, get him on the show at least half a dozen times. It hasn't happened. I've heard that from media guys down there, he's not t- doing media. So, it, it, like, I think that they're trying to keep it as much of a secret as possible. I don't even know if you're allowed to go to spring practice or anything. It's, it's an interesting dynamic because any other coach that's the coach of Northern Colorado would love to talk to you. What, right. Because they want any and any all coverage, coverage possible. they could possibly get. Right. But when it's like a former famous NFL player, they like feel like it's like a, a nuisance to, to do media stuff. So he'll learn, which is, uh, you know, unfortunate. Um, and yeah, I think like you said, he will learn. I think he'll throughout the years will realize that like <laughs> where he's at, you got to promote uh, and, it, man. Yeah, and you're going to want to uh, talk about it. And it's not like, I mean, there's probably be a part that just like thinks that like any media interview that they do, like they're just going to talk about him and his past and stuff and not like what, you know, not the questions that if it was, you know, Joe Schmo coaching the team. Um, but I think that that um, glamour will kind of start, you know, going away over time and then it'll be more Northern Colorado. But it is just when you just think about it, just hit, you know, Ed McCaffrey, head coach in Northern Colorado. It's, it's just it's wild. I, I, when my, when uh, John Stockton was an assistant head coach on Trisha Binford's staff at Montana State, he did one press conference. He sat down. He said, okay, guys, I'll answer whatever questions you want for 15 minutes. We can talk about me, my past, all that stuff. And then after that, I'm not answering a single question about me. I'll answer questions about the girls and the team. And, exactly. Yep. And, and, and we were like, cool, that's fine. That's because you're the assistant coach of Montana State. Now. That's all we want to talk about. And then he, he was like, okay, then that's it. That's good. But then I remember when I was writing a story about his daughter, I asked him, I said, hey, can I get your perspective as Lindsay's dad? Not as John Stockton, but as Lindsay's dad. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do it. So he ended up giving me feedback on all that senior class because he had actually coached them in AAU and stuff like that. So I think I think McCaffrey, I think more than anything right now, he's just been trying to assemble a roster and get some stuff implemented. And I think that he just doesn't want any coverage of anything that they're doing because I think he wants it to be the ultimate surprise when they take the mm. field in the fall. So yeah. we'll see. I just think it's so funny when these coaches treat this stuff like it's a matter of national security. I mean, that, that's the NFL part of him coming out. It's like... Come on. Like, it's just coaches are just college football coaches are just, they're insane. They're like, crazy they're people. Clinically insane. Yeah, they're crazy people. I've never, <laughs> I've never met a normal one in my life. That's why they're so fascinating to cover. Um, okay, so then transitioning to Big Sky Conference women's basketball, there was four openings during the offseason. Bunky Harker Road did not have his contract renewed at Sacramento State. Wendy Schuler was fired abruptly at Eastern Washington. That was really surprising because she'd been there for 20 years. And it's not as if they were ever been that great, but they'd also never been really that bad. They were kind of just middle of the league, and they were fine, and they always had, you know, competitive teams, good players, good academics, all that, and they just they just axed her, and uh, even she had a year left in her contract. It was so strange. I, I didn't really understand uh, that whole move, but regardless, Eastern Washington uh, came open. Then the National Search for the Lady Grizz head coaching uh, job was just finished last week, and then Lynn Kennedy from Portland State, he left and went to McNeese State. So, Montana, they filled that coaching search with uh, Brian Holsinger. Mark Campbell, who was also a finalist for the Montana job, ends up as the Sacramento State head coach. That's an interesting uh, series of events that, that occurred there. 
Chelsea Gregg, who actually has Montana ties. She's married to uh, Keith and Gregg. Keith and Gregg's from Cup Bank. Keith and Gregg's also an assistant basketball coach at Portland State. Um, but Chelsea Gregg promoted internally at Portland State to be the uh, new head coach with Lynn Kennedy on the way out. And then Eastern hasn't hired anybody. So, uh, But, I mean, first, Randy, I, I think it's interesting because Mark Campbell was the associate head coach at Oregon, and his name was floated as a potential replacement at Washington, Vanderbilt. He was fully in the mix of Montana. All the way down the wire was, you know, he was on campus, you know, finalist, all that stuff. But then he ends up at Sac State. So that's sort of interesting that you have these two Power 5 assistants, Brian Holsinger and Mark Campbell, who basically were the two top choices for the Lady Grizz. And Mark Campbell, he doesn't end up in the SEC or the Pac-12 or at Montana. He ends up at Sac State. I think it's going to be very interesting in women's college basketball in the Big Sky Conference because we have just these established coaches now that have been there for a long time and they just are these powerhouses in Trisha Binford and Montana State. You got Seton at Idaho State. John Dooley at Idaho. John Dooley at Idaho. Yeah. Like, and, they, and they've got it rolling. All three of them got it rolling, yeah. And they, they got it rolling with everything, with, you know, just the recruiting, the style, the you know, all of it is just, uh, you know, it's going to be very hard for these new coaches, especially the ones outside of like a Montana that don't necessarily have the resources or the tradition or the history to, to break through on the women's side of things. Like, I think we could really start seeing a, a major, you know, top tier and bottom tier for sure on the women's side in, in the big sky for, for a while. Well, and, and that, and that's why I was so perplexed why Easter would get rid of somebody that does have so much tenure, like Wendy Schuler. like she, she wasn't ever going to really overtake a Trisha Binford, but she can hang. Like they, yeah. they have been okay, and uh, so th- you're right. They're going to be starting at square one. Um, I think that's also why it's uh, so impressive what Lori Payne has done in Northern Arizona because they were kind of that bottom of the league team, and she has broken into, you know, not the top third. I, I, I guess the top third. I mean, they, they've been in the mix for a seed for a couple years, and so she's she's done a good job in a short time at, at NAU, and you wonder how long she sticks around. Um, at Northern Arizona. Men's basketball, Shante Leggins from Eastern Washington. He went to uh, Portland. And Barrett Peary from Portland State, he left to become an assistant at Texas Tech. Eastern Washington replaced Shante Leggins with David Riley, an internal hire there. <laughs> and poor, poor David Riley. Then his entire team left. <laughs> the entire Eastern, eight guys from Eastern Washington's team hit the transfer portal. By the way, uh, a big pivot today, Kim Aiken, who's the Defensive Player of the Year in the league last year, who initially committed to Arizona, well, he committed to Arizona the day before Sean Miller was fired. Mm. So he gets a free opt-out of his letter of intent if he actually even signed one. I don't even know if he actually signed one or if he just verbally committed. But he's now going to Washington State, which I actually think is a lot better mm. fit for him than than Arizona would have yeah. been. But regardless, David Riley, he's got an uphill battle because Eastern has no players. So uh, where do they turn? Uh, he's going to have to remake it. But maybe, maybe that's an advantage, though, too, because maybe you can remake it for your own style. Regardless, Portland State, they hired Jace Coburn, another internal uh, hiring. And I think that, that that in itself, the fact that Chelsea Gregg and Jace Coburn were internal hires on the same day at Portland State, it's indicative of the fact that I just think that they didn't really want to Spend the time or the resources or anything like that to go have a search. They just, well, I think, I mean, promoted. obviously, a lot of universities are kind of hurting right now financially, especially those schools that are kind of at the bottom of the Big Sky Conference. And yeah, so it's like you just kind of just right now are just going with kind of the convenient, 
easy, cheaper hire. And it's going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out. It's just, I mean, the big sky, I mean, that's just the part of it. And also why we talk about on the women's side of it, just like the domination of some of those that have been there because at those other schools, like you mentioned, like Lori Payne, like you don't know when she's going to leave, things like that, because those are our stepping stone jobs, you know, and there, there are certain places in the big sky where you might get people that stay for a decade or longer, but most of them are, are kind of that stepping stone and we're seeing it now with, you know, all the, the, some of the success that some of these coaches have had and then they're, and then they're leaving and it's the, you know, next man up. So, or woman up. So, um, it's an interesting landscape and now with the, uh, with the transfer portal and everything, I don't know how some of these coaches are able to have early success. Like it's going to be very hard. Like they're going to have to obviously bring in a lot of transfers and things like that. Like how does David Riley have a good first year at Eastern like that? He's got one of the most challenging jobs in the country. I can't remember who said to me the other day. It's Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Sean Rainey joining me, Coulter Nuanas. Uh, I'm trying to think of who told this to me the other day, but I thought it was good perspective. They said the, the, um, the concept of building a program, particularly in men's basketball, is largely dead. You just have to build a team because your team, your, half your team is going to leave every year. That's the craziest part about it. It's not just the bad teams or it's not just the guys that don't get playing time or whatever. We've seen the Grizz win back-to-back Big Sky titles and have four to five guys leave in the offseason every year. I mean, Danny Sprinkle last year, uh, great returns from most of his players. Still, they lost like six guys last year. This year, they play in the championship game. They've lost five guys this year. He said that on this show. He said, I'm not here to waste my time um, whining about the state of society and, and kids and not being tough and sticking with it, whatever. He said, it is what it is. got to accept it. got to move on and build a team. So you do have to feel for some of these coaches. Speaking of a guy that's going to have, probably have a, a pretty st- steep rebuild, uh, Portland State with Barrett Peary leaving, they brought in Nine transfers this last year. They've a couple of those guys are already left the program, uh, namely uh, James Burke, their leading scorer. And so they're probably going to have a pretty pretty big overhaul as well. But Jace Coburn, he has gone viral after his press introductory press conference earlier this week. This thing's got like sixteen thousand retweets on it already. So Portland State, you know, if you can say what what you will about Portland State, but one thing they know how to do is they know how to. Um, how do you say? They know, they know how to... Bruce Barnum's such a comedian, and, and they know how to sort of stir the pot when it comes to the social media and, and saying funny stuff. And then a lot of times it deflects from the actual result of the game, which actually can be a good thing in certain cases. I mean, like Saturday uh, in Missoula, after Portland State got whipped 48-7, to half of the press conference, Bruce Barnum was either basically was the fight promoter for the Grizz just talking him up or he was talking about Dots Pretzels. And I think that, you know, it sort of deflects from the fact that they lost by six touchdowns. So uh, it is an interesting tactic. But here's Jace Coburn taking a a uh, page out of the Bruce Barnum book, if not maybe a little bit more serious take, but pretty funny. The other thing is, is I'm hungry and passionate. I don't eat breakfast in the morning so I can come to work hungry. So when I get to lunch, I'm hungry. And that's just the kind of person I am. I know my 2003 Chevy Tahoe's got a lot of play this week so far, but like, it doesn't have AC, and it doesn't have heat. And the reason I do that is so I can practice my mental toughness during the winter when it's cold, and I can practice my mental toughness during the, the summer when it's hot. That's the type of person I am. 
It's just, I don't even know. I, he's being serious, I think. It's funny, I guess. I just don't know if it validates the coaching hire or not, but that remains to be seen. But, uh, I mean, he talked about his 2003 Chevy Tahoe. He basically lived in that thing when he first uh, was hired at Portland State. And, uh, I mean, Coburn's been there for a while, though, because he was under Ty Geving as well uh, before Barrett Peary. And, and he's done a good job. He's, he's helped recruit guys like... Uh, Deshaun Wiggins and Holland Woods. So he's done a good job in recruiting, so we'll see if he can carry that over. But what do you think of the shtick? Man, I mean, <laughs> it's silly, but, I mean. He's dead serious, though. When he, you watch the press he, conference, he is I mean, dead serious. I mean, he delivered it. Like, and, you know, and he, uh, you know, I give props to anyone that can just uh, f- just fully just go all out there and just deliver it 100%. But, it, I mean, <laughs> It's silly. And it's what's also funny, like this guy, he was the one when COVID canceled the Big Sky Conference Tournament. He's the one that got married on on the court right after the conference tournament ended. So that was kind of cool. So it we were all we were all watching this like what it was Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday morning where it all got canceled. And when they were kicking us out of the arena, (laughs) I looked down and like Portland State is like all the coaches and like players and stuff are like at mid court and a wedding is going on. And it was Jace Coburn getting married during the start of the pandemic in Boise on the basketball court. Um, I don't know, man. It's hard to like, like if I'm a, I'm trying to imagine like if I'm a Portland state fan, am I just like kind of rolling your eyes? Like it's a, yeah, right. Like it's kind of like a, Oh, what's this, you know, shtick here. Like, I don't know. Um, Cause you kind of heard it from, I don't know if you heard any of the, uh, Philadelphia Eagles um, new head coach his second press conference because the first one went very interesting and his yeah. second one it was all about he like wouldn't announce um, Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback mm-hmm. okay the backup is Joe Flacco <laughs> so obviously Hurts is a starting quarterback but he came out with the whole stereotypical cliche like I have my core values. I'm really big on my core values. Number two on my core value list. And number two on the core value list of our team this season is competition. So I'm not going to name a starting quarterback because these guys are going to go in there and compete. And blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, okay. It's just like, it's just, they're just, coaches just say these things. It's like, I don't, do people actually end up like following you and believing in that stuff? Like, it's just so cliche that I don't know if like, you get that actual true buy-in when you kind of say that kind of stuff, but I don't know. <laughs> I think that the that you have to be more authentic this day and age because you are. I think be, so too. You're gonna you're gonna be on TV. You're gonna have. I mean, the little Twitter videos and stuff. People don't they don't have to tune into the five o'clock news anymore like they used to do. If they want to see the coach. It's on Twitter twenty four hours a day. You get the little snippet all the time. So therefore, I, I also think that new age kids can see through uh, inauthentic people so much. And I think that's why a guy like Jeff Chota, Montana State, and Bobby Halka, Montana, honestly, are so authentic. And I think that that's re- I think that resonates with young people more this day and age. <laughs> but, like, I, I consider myself a pretty mentally tough person. Like, would I be more mentally tough if I didn't put the AC on in my car <laughs> when I'm driving around? Like, right. I mean, I know, like, bro, that part of it is, like, a little much. You like, know? Eat, like, eat breakfast, dude. It's good for you. Eat breakfast. Exactly. Like... <laughs> 
I don't eat breakfast because uh, I want to be hungry for lunch. <laughs> I want to be hungry for more, and I always want to be hungry. It's like, okay, being hungry is like, it's it's a phrase. It's not an actually like he's taking it literally here. You know, like I don't know. It's but maybe then like I don't know. Maybe he is like just some super tough mental dude that just like puts himself through all these like Navy SEAL type things. Who knows? But it was it was definitely strange and it made me laugh. But they, they won the day on Twitter and uh, when yeah. you're Portland State, that's a good thing because you have a hard time getting much exposure anyways. This Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana TV. Jordan, me, Coulter Nuanas. We do this together each and every Wednesday. Sean has been contributing each day this week, which has been fun to have him in studio. Uh, Transitioning real quick, Sean, because we do have to get out here about, oh, 10 minutes or so. Craig Mettler, the head co- track coach for the Missoula Sentinel track and field program, will join us. But uh, today, Sean, the Big Sky Conference announced its all-conference awards from the spring season. It is truly amazing. Everybody that listens to this show or follows my stuff at SkylineSportsMT.com, you know that I have a pretty much unhealthy love and obsession with Big Sky Conference sports. I've dedicated my whole life to it. I watch Big Sky Conference stuff more than probably any person. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But it is so interesting how hard it was to be engaged and interested in this spring season without the Montana schools in it. I watched Big Sky football the first two weeks it was on. Mostly because we were covering like basketball games at noon on Saturdays, which was also a completely weird thing, having like noon tips. But then I'd go home and I'd write my story and I'd always just put on the football game or whatever. But then as soon as the Big Sky tournament hit, it was pretty much I was not into Big Sky football anymore. And and so I hardly watched it. Part of it was not just because the Montana schools weren't playing, but part of it because I, I thought that the level of play was just not that good. You can just tell that there there's a lot of missing elements to it. Regardless, Big Sky Conference announced their all-conference awards today. So here, here's how uh, the main awards went. Eric Berry, Eastern Washington quarterback, is the Offensive Player of the Year. He's also a finalist for the Walter Payton Award. Connor Mortensen, linebacker from Weber State, is the Defensive Player of the Year. Newcomer of the Year went to Tyler Vanderwall, a quarterback from Idaho State who's transferred there from uh, Wyoming. And the co-freshman of the year, two of them, Chubba Maia, defensive tackle from UC Davis, and Dante McMillan, a running back from Weber State. Uh, a couple other highlights. The unanimous uh, first-team all-league all offensive players included Berrier, Talolo Limu-Jones, who's a wide receiver from Eastern Washington, Nick Amoa from UC Davis as an offensive lineman, Tyler Whitworth from Weber State as an offensive lineman, Josh Davis, Weber State running back, and on down the line, I'm not going to list all of these because there's a lot of actually um, unanimous selections. But my question for you, Sean, is Eric Berry, when an offensive player of the year, means that is the seventh Eastern Washington quarterback since 2000, I guess it's 2002, to win Big Sky Offensive MVP. The common tie for all of them is Bo Baldwin. Bo Baldwin was the OC at Eastern Washington during the mid-2000s, then the head coach for nine years. And although he's now at Cal Poly, he recruited Barrier. He actually didn't get a chance to coach him. Uh, Barrier has played his whole career for Aaron Best, but he was a Baldwin recruit. So when, when you hear things like that, though, do you is there validity to that? In other words, does Eastern get to tag on to their, their legacy of now this is their seventh offensive player of the year? Like, can you, can you tout that? Can you say that when you're using it for your own uh, promotion, I guess? I mean, they're going to for sure. Right. But, like, I don't, I don't think that it's truly valid because 
I mean, it's not not everybody's there. Not everybody's playing. It doesn't really count to me. Um, and like you said, I haven't really been following it all that much either because it's like when the teams that I cover aren't in it, like I don't, you know, like if I didn't get to go golfing today and you went, it's like I don't really want to, you know, hear about your round because I'm jealous that I didn't get to go or whatever, you know. It's yeah, like, right, right. Or like sometimes I know like, you know, like if your uh, if your football team's in the playoffs and then they lose, like sometimes you don't want to watch the next the next week because you're just a little salty. Like that's just kind of how it is, you know. And one, not only are you know Montana, Montana State both going to be you know very good and competitive, so that's you're losing teams that would be in the mix for that. But it's just it's just such a funky year, and when not everybody's playing. I, I don't really count any of these. And I I also think it's a little bit silly that, like, the the two good spring games, like, count towards the record books. Right. Bobby Howe gets wins on his official win record. So now he's, I think, two wins away from being the first Grizz coach to win 100 games at Montana. Yeah. and Sammy Kim caught two touchdowns. So now he moves up the career list. He's got 22 touchdowns, which puts him in, in the mix to break the all-time record. Well, then also, like, imagine if, I mean... So Barry and all these guys that played in the spring, they're going to end up getting to play a full extra season. Right. So all those guys are going to be way up there in the career record books. Like I was just remembering like, oh man, if the Grizz play in the spring and then the fall, I was like, all these guys are going to break all these sorts of records, but it kind of won't count. So it's like going to be an asterisk next to everything. And I'm like, this is just, it's lame. Like think of a guy like Jacob McGoring, defensive end for the Grizz. He already has five sacks yeah. and two fumble recoveries, and he hasn't actually played a game. Used a, a year yeah, of eligibility yet because he got to play four games as a redshirt, maintain the redshirt, and then also got to play two extra spring games. So, yeah, I mean it's it's wild. Well, and then on the on the flip side of this, North Dakota State lost to South Dakota State on Saturday. Meaning that NDSU did not win the Missouri Valley Football Conference for the first time in nine years. That snaps that streak. Their nine conference titles in a row is the third longest, tied for the third longest streak in the history of college football, behind only Oklahoma at 14 and Montana at 12. I found this out because there was a bunch of Grizz fans that were trolling NDSU fans on Twitter saying, ha ha, you're not going to catch us. Aren't you glad you played this spring? Like these guys screwed yeah. up your whole streak just by playing this spring. So it is. It's a very. It's going to be a very confusing era to look back upon. I think we're going to have a whole bunch of asterisks when we're looking through the all-time record books here in uh, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana TV. Got to get out because it's time for our Garden City Spotlight where we highlight some of the best athletes and coaches from around the Garden City right here in Missoula, Missoula Sentinel. Track coach Craig Mettler swinging by the show. We'll catch up with Craig right after this. Keep it here on 1029 ESPN. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. 
What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome back in. Listen to Nuanez now, your favorite daily sports talk show right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide, SWX Montana TV. Sean Rainey sitting in the chair with me, Coulter Nuanez. Three days in a row now that Sean swung on by. So happy to have him. Good convo uh, in the first segment about the head coaching openings in the Big Sky Conference and how they've been subsequently filled. And uh, pretty funny soundbite from New Portland State head coach Jace Coburn. He doesn't like heat or air conditioning in his car because that's what makes you tough, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't drive without the air conditioning on. It's uh, It'll hurt my brain. But the time now for our Garden City Spotlight, which we do this uh, once a week, highlighting some of the best athletes and coaches from around the city of Missoula. And we're going to welcome in Craig Mettler, head coach for the Missoula Sentinel track team. Do we have Craig on the phone, Reese? Mettler, can you hear us? Coach Mettler, are you there? Hey, there you are. What's what's up, Craig? How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Sunny day. Wish I was out there on the track with you. It must be nice to finally be able to get outside and win in some good weather. How's, how's things been going early on yeah, for Sentinel Track? You know, it's been, it's been going pretty well there, Coulter. Um, had some really strong marks early. Uh, we, we have a little bit of the injury bug, which is okay. That's, uh, that, that's, that's part of this deal when you get back into such a technical sport that you've been off for 19 months and uh, the body's going to going to respond a little differently after having so much time off so um well we we got to get some some kids some strong some of our strong contributors healthy and uh hopefully we're rolling here in the next couple weeks that's the most interesting fold for me is that this the pandemic has impacted sports across the board in a variety of fashions and most of them negative but i know there's been some silver linings but super interesting when it comes to prep track and field because most of the people that are going to be expected to be standout seniors and juniors for you were freshmen and sophomores the last time there was actually a track season so what have you done to keep the kids motivated and engaged or could you do anything during this 19 months off to help kids you know progress in the sport and stay engaged and interested in the sport when they haven't been able to compete since multiple springs ago yeah it's been tough we've had a lot of conversations with um seniors and just delivering the message that guys gals the last time you competed you were a sophomore very rarely do sophomores compete at a high level in track and field so that if that's their last memory of competing as a sophomore they might not have too much confidence in their ability to compete at a high level so we've been really having to have conversations with some of our some of our kids to just reiterate like hey we're all in the same boat and you've grown so much over the last 19 months that you're going to be a much improved athlete so it's been difficult because we don't have all our all the all all the guys and gals out that we want but we have we have all the the competitors that we want out so i mean it's uh it's a good thing hey craig sean Rainey here nice talking to you uh you you kind of described this year as kind of like a crapshoot year just because you had no idea exactly what to expect from a, a lot of individuals and a lot of teams is that still how you would kind of uh, assess the season, or are you starting to get an idea um, of kind of the, the landscape around the state? You're starting to get an idea, Sean. Yeah, good to talk to you, too. Good to, good to hear from you, Sean. But, yeah, you're starting to get a feel for it. But, again, I still think that, I mean, we haven't had certain kids running all their events yet and competing all their events yet. So I'm sure other schools are in the same 
um, situation. They're they're only they they they're like we're only having kids compete in essentially like three meets or three events every meet, and we we have some kids like Zach Cruz, um, Brooke Stainer, who can compete in so many different events and be, and succeed at a high level that. We're just slowly exposing them one meet at a time to new events. Obviously, they're getting some overlap of some of their main events that, that they're competing in every meet. But, um, yeah, we're just, we're just slowly exposing them and, and seeing where they're, where they're at. And I, I'm, I would imagine other schools are in the same boat. So I want to say we're going to have a great pulse on things until, uh, for, until probably early May, I would say. That, that last meet in April and or that uh, first meet in May. I think we'll give you a better idea as to where teams are at. Craig Bettler, head coach for Missoula Sentinel Spartans track team. Joining us is the Garden City Spotlight presented by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. And coach, I know that in the fall, particularly on the boys' side of things, Sentinel had a banner fall, an outstanding fall uh, across the board. State championship in golf, state championship in football, state championship in cross country. So two-part question. I know a lot of your guys that are competing now we're part of one of those teams, and in a lot of cases, maybe a couple of them too. So, can you yep. can you harness and carry over that winning mentality from the fall, and also the fact that you did have such a great year in cross country this last fall? Does that then add to just um, you know the projected success of, of this spring track season? Yeah, you know, I mean, I've had conversations with those kids about the uh, the chance to do continue to compete at a high level in track and field, and having that carry over because winning. Success breeds success, right? So when you win and you have success, that gives you confidence moving into your, your next sport. So, um, yeah, to, uh, to get these kids out here, you have conversations. We don't talk too much about the final, the final product. It's so That's so far out. Um, we just focus on our weekend and week out, getting better every week. This, if, get, get, get bored. Our, our model this year is let's get bored of the process. Let's get bored with with our day in and day out work. And then the product of that will, will pay off on your Thursday or Friday track meet. And uh, the kids are doing a great job buying in. I really love this dual schedule that we have because we have one meet a week and you have, it's at the end of the week. If it's on a Friday, you have four days to work on skills and that technique. And then you have two days off on the weekend. So it's a great model. I, uh, I really am embracing this model. I've talked to Ari Gray over at Butte on Saturday, and he, he said was saying the same thing. He's really enjoying the dual meet model, and that way you also get a lot of kids to compete. You know the 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 model of having um, the model of having uh, elite uh, invites is great, but you, I, I think we kind of get carried away a little bit in track having too many invites where uh, some of those lower your kids don't get the opportunity to compete as much as as we would like to see them so this is a this is a great model i believe craig i know we've kind of talked about multi-sport athletes and playing multiple sports and and how beneficial that is and for other sports for other athletes that play you know basketball football soccer whatever it may be to also do track and how that helps in, in general i think right now as a society we're kind of getting into a specialized thing where i think a lot of I don't know exactly who is pushing this, but it seems like everyone is kind of being forced to be specialized in a single sport growing up. And if you want to make it and get a college scholarship and go pro, you got to be specialized. What's your opinion on that and how also track can help out with some of those other sports? 
Yeah, that European model is bleeding over a little bit into the U.S. Um, I tell kids all the time, the worst thing track's going to do for you is make you a better athlete. And uh, you can't say that about all the other sports. Um, so, yeah, I'm a big three-sport advocate. Well, multi-sport advocate. I played three sports for four seasons in high school myself. But that might not be um, be obtainable in, in this day and age. But definitely participating in multiple sports is something that's going to help kids stay strong competitors, stay healthy because they're being exposing themselves to different movements. And then um, socially, they, they get to hang out and meet a different group of kids each season. Um, but, yeah, strong advocate for uh, – one sport, focusing on that one sport, because um, in the spring you have club volleyball, club soccer, club basketball. You have all these club sports going on. We do have kids that participate in those, but we uh, we really have to hammer home that a recovery is the best thing for you. And uh, um, if, if we're doing track all week with two practices in volleyball, that we have a volleyball tournament on the weekend. That might not be the best thing for you. You might you, you might see some injuries popping up, and I think that's affecting us this year. Is we, we're seeing some of those injuries pop up because kids are uh, overtraining and not not getting not getting enough rest. So it's something that I think we have to deal with as a society. And I, I hope that people that care about kids, if you care about kids, you'll push the push the right message and focus on one one sport a year a season and uh, and staying healthy. Craig Mettler joining us. He's the Sentinel Track Coach, the Garden City Spotlight, presented by Dr. Gene Morris, Oral Surgical Associates. And, Coach, we'll get you out of here on this. It's it's sort of strange to think about, but technically you guys are still the defending state champions on the boys' side of things. It seems like forever ago that we were up in Kalispell watching you compete and take home that championship. But um, what's the next steps then for you guys to defend that title? And, and what do you hope to see here these next couple weeks and, and month or so leading up to the state track meet? Uh, we, we got to keep kids healthy. Number one, um, number two, we got to put kids in the right place places to be successful. Number three, we can't screw them up as coaches. You know, we gotta we gotta let them be who they are, have some fun, um, not overpress them, and uh, just let them go. Let let their athletic their athleticism um, shine because we have a we have a handful of really talented kids, just like a lot of teams do. Uh, you're gonna see great kids from all the schools at the double a level and uh it's just a matter of keeping them healthy harnessing that potential and um growing that potential so they're meeting their their uh, the hitting that ceiling come uh may 20 that labor day weekend well craig we appreciate you taking some time i know you're busy now you probably got to get back to practice right now but uh be well my man we'll talk to you soon and uh, best of luck with the rest of your season and uh welcome back anytime and thanks so much for joining us Culture, Sean, it was a pleasure, man. You guys take care. Greg Mettler, Missoula Central Track Coach, Garden City Spotlight, presented by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates of Missoula. If you need your wisdom teeth out, you got to go get it done by an oral surgeon. You got to go see Dr. Gene Morris. He's the guy to go to. I'm telling you, it'll be a way smoother, easier, more gentle process. You'll recover a lot faster. He'll be able to help you with your pain, and all that stuff. So getting your wisdom, teeth out, is just a part of life. But Dr. Gene Morris, he's the best in the state of Montana. So go see him today if you need your wisdom, teeth out. Oral Surgical Associates of Missoula, the proud presenter of the Garden City Spotlight.
It's Wednesday. I know it's Wednesday now. I thought it was Wednesday yesterday. Maybe that's because I was dreaming of wings. You should be dreaming of wings as well. And we have a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. Wing it Wednesday. Sean's got trivia for me. I'll answer. All you got to do is pick up the phone, 361-3688. That's 361-3688. We're going to do that on the other side. So don't call yet. But now you got the number in your phone, so be ready. Nuana's now. Wing it Wednesday. Back after this. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Welcome back in. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. SFX Montana TV. Hope you're having a phenomenal Wednesday. Thanks for spending some time with us. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana is with me, Coulter Nuanas. We do this each and every Wednesday together. I do it each and every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Missoula. Time now for Wing It Wednesday, presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Desperado is home to the best wings in the city of Missoula. They've been voted on by you, the voting public, Many, many, many times. Uh, they, they, they have uh, probably a 15-year streak as the, the winners of the best of Missoula, best wings in town, and uh, it's well-deserved. They're delicious. We're going to send you down to the Desperado with a, dozen, a basket of a dozen wings. All you got to do is give us a call right now. We're going to go caller number 4, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. Caller number 4. All you got to do is call in and give your information to Reese. Meanwhile... Sean's got some trivia questions for me. What do you got, Rain Man? Well, you know that I'm always trying to get as much baseball on the show as possible. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And we've trying to, you know, get you to be a, a born again Major League Baseball. It's fan. coming. So we're gonna put that to the test a little bit. Okay. First one for you. So there are six divisions in baseball, three in each league. Can you name half? Give me three of the first place teams currently in Major League Baseball. Ooh, okay. The Dodgers. Yep. The Twins. Nope. The Twins are not leading the Central. Okay. They are in fourth place. Oh wow. <laughs> the uh, the Cardinals. Uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Who? Could be winning the American League West. Well, it's April, so maybe the Mariners. Correct. Nice. Mariners are always good until June one. They are eleven and seven, <laughs> and in first place, tied with the Oakland Athletics. Okay, so I got two. Uh, how about the Braves? The Braves are not. Mm. No. So I. Will, how about the Mets? The Mets are. Mets. Okay. The Mets are seven and five. Um, the in the Central, the Reds and the Brewers are currently tied. Oh, interesting. The Reds. I didn't even and consider the, the Reds. Red Sox have the best record in the American League at twelve and six, and the Kansas City Royals mm. are leading the Central. Mm. So my other question to that was: Can you name half of the teams that are in last place? Oh man, in their divisions. 
Oh, man. Who's really sucking it up? The Rangers? The Rangers are not in last place. Wow. The A's? Nope. Okay. <laughs> the, the Astros? The Astros are in last place. Okay. In the AOS at 7 and 10. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who else is bad? How about the Marlins? The Marlins are not. The Marlins are in third place. How about the Phillies? The Phillies are in second place. Wow. Okay. I, I'm done. Who? Tell me the last place teams. <laughs> um, number one is the team in the... We'll start with the American League East. The team that was picked to win the division is in last place. The New York Yankees are 6-10 and ten and in last place. Wow. In the Central, the Twins are only a half game up on the Detroit Tigers for last place. The Astros, who are picked to win the West, are in last place. The Washington Nationals, who are not too far removed from a World Series championship, are in last place. The Chicago Cubs are behind the Pittsburgh Pirates and are in last place at 7-9. and nine. And the Colorado Rockies are in last. Oh, yeah, I knew the Rockies because I was making fun of our good buddy Nick Halsey in the uh, press box on Saturday. Because you, I think you had a tweet that just said, my God, the Rockies suck. And I showed it to Nick, and he was like, well, I have nothing to say because he's right. Although um, <laughs> although today it was kind of fun because they were playing baseball in an absolute blizzard. Like, you got to go, yeah, go on Twitter. Yeah, go on Twitter. You got to watch the video. The like, pitcher's it is just, throwing 98-mile-per-hour darts, and you can't is, even see the ball because there's so much snow. It is just absolutely unbelievable. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You got any, any more? Well, I was going to go, can you name one division in order but mm. we've kind of already um, yeah i got nothing we've kind of already axed that part of it so um how about how about this i will give you can you name we'll go two can you name two of the top 10 hitters hmm. in average so far to start the major hmm. league baseball season hmm. not not just just in, in in the mlb not alrnl major league baseball okay. average Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Nah, nope. Um, Francisco Lindor. Negative. Hmm. Um, Nolan Arenado. Negative. Paul Goldschmidt. Negative. No, I'm just naming guys yeah, that no. I know. Um, do you want me to tell you? Let's tell me. Okay, Ronald Acuna. I'm just, just getting destroyed right is now. He's up at the top at 419. <laughs> Brandon Nimmo, Xander Bogarts, Mike Trout was the one. Uh, I could have got Bogarts. I wouldn't know. But then you that. got some random ones in there. What's Trout hitting? He's hitting 393 <laughs> with six bombs, 12 RBIs, on base percentage, 507. He's so ridiculous. He's, he's under it. It's so dumb that he's never made the playoffs. He's like at the same time the most po- famous baseball player, but he's not nearly as popular as he should be, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Everybody I mean, knows a, he's good. Everybody knows he's the best player, but he's also not as popular as he should be, right? Well, and that's a whole baseball marketing issue. Um, yeah, why, why, what's their deal? They just they don't know how to market players very well, number one. Number two, like, Trout isn't like that... Um, Charismatic. Yeah, he's yeah. just not that exciting of a guy. Sure. And then the Angels. Well, like, who cares if he's exciting as a guy? He's exciting to watch. Oh, 100%. Um, but, you know, when you're not watching that in the biggest moments, it it just makes it hard to – he just has never had the moments, you know? Those, For sure. Because his team suck. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, so weird. Which, which is unfortunate. Baseball's because, so weird like that. I mean, he's going to go down as like – he might go down as the best baseball player of all time. 
Right. Ever. And I would say probably 75% of the country, if you pat, like saw him in the grocery store, would not know who he is. It's crazy. That is just bonkers to me. It's so bonkers, right? I also think that baseball players get way more leeway in terms of getting scrutinized for winning or lack thereof, right? Like, there's so many guys that have gone down as all-time greats, and you, you never talk. I mean, did Hank Aaron ever win a World Series? I don't think so. Did Willie Mays ever win a championship? Maybe one. Uh, you know, but you're never you're never going to say, oh, Yogi, Yogi Berra's got 10 rings and he's better than Mickey Mantle. Or like, yeah, Tony Gwynn comes to Tony, mind. Tony you know, Gwynn, like, well, right. Probably the best pure hitter average-wise of all time, like yeah. you know, up there. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because if you just, if individually, if you put up the stats, then people will remember you as a great player, period, even if you're on losing teams for your whole career. It's because it doesn't, I mean, it's, baseball's just so different that way, you know, so it doesn't really matter. And like one guy just can't, obviously, as we're seeing with Trout, like one guy just can't, carry a team like right you just you know you, you just there's so many pieces that you need to form a good ball club in baseball compared to obviously like basketball where one guy can just have such an impact new on is now 102.9 espn missoula it's a wing of wednesday brought to you by the desperado sports tavern and grill congratulations to whoever the winner might have been i think reese has got him tracked down so we'll get you a dozen wings to the desperado sports tavern and grill on the way to your doorstep please go enjoy them we do this each wednesday so stay tuned next wednesday for your chance to win a dozen wings from the despo hour one in the books hour two brent vegan montana state joining us for the espn roundtable but first we're gonna talk a little grizz golf because sean has to get out of here so we're gonna talk about the uh, grizz golf um, feature that he did for SWX Montana, and then we'll get to Coach Vegan as well. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.